It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. More off-field issues for the Washington Commanders, but this time it's the team captain getting in some hot water. But the owner won't be outdone, so he's back in the headlines as well. And a post-senior bowl mock draft has the team making a very big mistake. Not the best of news, but a compelling episode nonetheless of Locked On Commanders coming up right now. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making this show your first listen of the day. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell, not here for today's episode, but he is one half of the Russell and Medhurst show, which you can find on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime on the Odyssey app. Locked On Commanders is free and available on all platforms and on Twitter. I am at dharrison82. Chris is at Russellmania621 in the show is at L-O Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Brought to you today by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. The team captain in question for the Washington Commanders in hot water today, or on Wednesday rather, was Jonathan Allen very, very early Wednesday morning. Probably technically Tuesday night because he probably hadn't been to bed. Whatever it was, Wednesday morning, Decided to do an Ask Me Anything on Twitter, which two things about Ask Me Anything is when you're an athlete or a celebrity or anybody with any real type of following. One, they can be a lot of fun. You get asked a lot of crazy things. You get to have a little bit of, of uh, you get to expose a little bit of your personal side, like, you know, favorite movies, you know, favorite first date, whatever, all kinds of crazy stuff. And sometimes you get asked some stuff that either you should leave alone or just be careful kind of on what you say because things can be misconstrued and misread. Especially on social media, Jonathan decided to do and ask me anything and was asked by Twitter user at NickChaps96, quote, you can have dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who are you inviting? End quote. Of course, a very common type of question. Alan responded, quote, my granddad, Hitler and Michael Jackson, end quote. And unfortunately, Michael Jackson being misspelled by Alan was not the worst part of that tweet. He was asked then to clarify why Hitler, to which Allen responded, quote, he's a military genius and I love military tactics, but honestly, I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. I'm also assuming that the people I've chosen have to answer all my questions, honestly, end quote. Obviously, that's not met with a whole lot of positive uh, response. Anytime you call uh, one of the most evil minds in, in global history, the history of the planet Earth, uh, a genius in any way, shape, or form. Anytime you kind of allude to complimenting someone uh, as evil as as Hitler obviously was, uh, that's that's never going to go over very well, especially within the Jewish community or you know just anybody basically who doesn't appreciate uh, those types of comments being made. Alan later uh, deleted the tweet reportedly, but then he also tweeted, "quote Early, I tweeted something that probably hurt people, and I apologize about what I said. I didn't express properly what I was trying to say, and I realized it was dumb." End quote. Um, listen, I think, right, and I don't want to speak for Alan. I didn't talk to him about it. I didn't reach out to him about it. I think what Alan was trying to say, and I kind of thought this honestly when I read the tweet 
uh, Wednesday morning. I saw it and I was like, man, I think I know what you're trying to say, but I don't think it's going to be well received. I think basically he's just, he's just talking about kind of the way that our society and just human, I mean, humans in general, I think are kind of drawn to what makes people go wrong, right? Like we all love the good feel, the feel good stories and the success and all that stuff, but we're also drawn. Let's be real here. There's a reason crime TV is as popular. There's a reason horror movies are as popular. There's a reason documentaries on Dahmer and all that stuff are as popular as they are. And hundred percent, they didn't kill nearly as many people or responsible for near the deaths of nearly as many people as a guy like Hitler. But there is a part of human beings, not every human being, but a lot of human beings who want to understand why evil people do evil things. And I think that's kind of what Alan was getting at now, calling him a military genius I think that's obviously a part that uh, you know he he probably fell short of. I even reached out uh, to to a former uh, commander of mine, to an army uh, friend, uh, you know, still a friend of mine. But I was enlisted in the army. I was not an officer, so I asked her. I said, "Hey, are officers in the in the army in any way, shape, or form? Even if it's like one battle or like one strategic move that Hitler made, is there any type of education being done out there from what anything that Hitler did, obviously leave out the, you know, the genocide and leave out the world domination uh, aspirations and all that stuff. But is there any sort of military planning or anything that uh, American officers are being trained into her knowledge anyway, and her military experiences so far there or not. So let's kind of get rid of that whole narrative of, and I think that's where Alan went wrong, but I think at the end of the day, what it is basically Alan and that's why I think he kind of says too. I'm assuming the people I've chosen have to answer the questions. Honestly, we also we all know, you know, reportedly why uh, we think Hitler did what he did. But again, given the opportunity to dive into one of the most evil minds to ever walk the planet and have 100% unadulterated, unfiltered truth as to why they did what they did, I can kind of see where that is coming from. Just not with the reverence and kind of joy that was a little bit. Uh, communicating that week. Some people said, look, he had nothing to apologize for. He didn't say anything like, you know, I don't like Jewish people or, you know, any, anything, you know, outlandish. And, you know, I get that as well. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I kind of understand the people who don't appreciate what he said. I kind of understand the people who did. I'm on the fence for, it. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I think I understand what he was trying to get at. I'm not mad at him. I think it's a lesson that he learned. And then it's something that obviously he'll, he'll take with him moving forward. He did get asked some other questions though. Guys, specifically, especially one about Russell Wilson. Uh, he got asked about whether or not he and the quarterback talked about joining forces during the Pro Bowl, which Allen said they did not. They just hung out, had a good time. You know, he saw the the picture. He wanted to take a picture. Him and his wife wanted to take a picture with Sierra, uh, Russell Wilson's wife, and the quarterback. So they did. But uh, he would uh, 1,000% welcome Russell Wilson to uh, the D.C. area and said that he hopes the quarterback is coming in the offseason. So Jonathan Allen fully behind. Washington Commanders trading for Russell Wilson. Going to make things awkward if they don't. And Taylor Heineke comes back in the room. But, hey, it is what it is. Also answer some other questions saying uh, that he thinks the team better extend Terry McLaurin and that the wide receiver is, in fact, cooler than the other side of your pillow. Shout out to the late, great Stuart Scott. So, a lot of things said on Twitter on Wednesday morning and all of it before 5 o'clock in the morning. Jonathan Allen going to regret some of it, enjoy some of it. But I'm going to tell you something that I'm not going to regret because, hey, Washington Commanders fans, there's an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. It's the Get Upside app. Our listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up just by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. When you do, 
Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. You'll get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up in cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can then cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast your first listen every day. It's Super Week brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no place better to get coverage of the big game in the Locked On NFL podcast, Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in Los Angeles all week covering the big game. Hopefully, your Washington Commanders will make the next Super Bowl so that Chris and I can be on Radio Row for you there in Arizona, which is where we'll be. Maybe I can go visit my alma mater, Arizona State, while I'm down there. That would be great. What's not great is anytime Dan Snyder enters into the conversation, to everyone's surprise, hashtag sarcasm, Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder isn't taking what the Congressional Roundtable said about him lying down, especially when it comes to the allegations made by former employee Tiffany Johnson. Reportedly, Wednesday, Snyder is hiring an investigative team led by former assistant U.S. attorneys Bonnie Jonas and Tiffany Muller, I think I'm saying those names correctly, to look into Johnston's allegations. The team released a statement said, quote, the team is committed to a thorough and independent investigation of Ms. Johnston's allegation and pledges full cooperation with the investigation, end quote. That is what the team said about the investigation that they are sanctioning is that they will cooperate fully with the investigation. Meanwhile, the NFL has refused to release the results of his own investigation that had already sanctioned, but this one done by the Palace Group, that's where the two lawyers belong, uh, are will be released, apparently. Johnston alleges, the former employee, that while she was employed as the team's cheerleader and marketing manager, that owner Dan Snyder harassed her, tried to force her into his limo, hired prostitutes to his home, and was involved in hazing an employee who is a recovering alcoholic, just generally accused of being a very poor individual quote, according to Johnston quote, I learned on one specific occasion that when I was asked by my boss to attend a networking event and Oh, to dress quote unquote cute, it was actually an orchestration by him and Dan Snyder to put me in a compromising sexual situation End quote, according to Johnston during that dinner, Johnston had to remove Snyder's hand from her thigh. And then afterwards is when he tried to force her into the limo which he said is when Dan's lawyer told him it was a bad idea to do what he was trying to do. So you have your lawyer in the moment literally telling you to stop doing what you're doing. It just gets better and better. In a statement, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy said, quote, last week the league stated that we will review and consider Ms. Johnson's allegations as we would any other regarding 
uh, workplace conduct at the Washington Commanders. The league, not the team, will conduct an independent investigation and will be retaining an investigator to determine the facts shortly. End quote. Of course, an NFL investigation led by anybody means that the NFL also has control over what happens to the investigation in a kind of a humorous twist of things. Roger Goodell reportedly said later on Wednesday that it makes no sense for an organization to investigate itself. So apparently the NFL does not believe that the NFL investigating a franchise of the NFL constitutes the NFL investigating itself. But I think everybody else outside the league fully thinks that the NFL taking lead on investigating a franchise of the NFL is in fact the NFL investigating the NFL, which would be exactly what Roger said. Comical, ridiculous, all those things. Uh, honestly, the Washington commander sanctioning their own investigation and the accusations made against them is also just as comical to a certain extent. But hey, at least if that one is being done independently by an agency that we at least assume can be trusted to be impartial and be honest with the results and the findings and if they commit ahead of time to releasing the facts from that investigation, then at least there's some hope that maybe some truth can come out of this whole thing. But if the NFL does it, we saw it already with the Wilkinson investigation. We saw it with, I don't know, Jameis Winston's investigation uh, regarding the Uber driver. The NFL has, has been and is known for containing all of their investigations in-house, not releasing as much information as possible. That wraps up the latest update. As far as I know, as of right now, at the time of this recording, from that whole situation, of course, as more comes out, as more continues to develop, Chris and I will come back to you here on the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. Another situation involving yet another team captain. This one happening back in December, but more information developing. Uh, again, team captain, Washington Commanders safety, DeShazer Everett, charged officially with involuntary manslaughter in the death of his girlfriend stemming from an accident that occurred on December 23rd, just two days before Christmas, that accident claimed the life of 29-year-old Olivia Peters. According to the police report, Everett's car left the roadway during the accident, striking several trees and rolling over in the process. And they say that he was traveling at a speed more than 90 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone at the time of the crash. Again, formally charged now, so obviously he's going to go through the uh, court proceedings, the trial proceedings, all of those things. And we'll continue, uh, unfortunately, to monitor that situation along with what is going on with the Washington Commanders accusations, the investigations. Each side, I can tell you right now, the NFL plans on their investigation being the only investigation. So we'll see what Snyder does uh, in regards to that whole thing. So some more bad news. That on top of everything that Jonathan Allen said and, and the social media mistake that he made. And look, going back to the Jonathan Allen situation again. In a vacuum by itself, it's probably something that a lot of people just say, okay, got it, you made a mistake. We've seen people do this before, kind of misspeak or you know, intend to say one thing but say something different, uh, and it gets taken a certain kind of way. They make amends for it, they apologize for it, and they hopefully learn from the situation. Hopefully those watching them also learn from the situation as it unfolds. But when you add it into every other thing that's happening with this franchise, uh, just a bad day all around for the Washington football team. But listen, the big game's coming up, Joe Burrow. Uh, two years into his NFL career, leading Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Stafford, what, 11, 12 years, something like that, into his career, leading the Los Angeles Rams to the Super Bowl. Uh, if you think you know who's going to win that game, you can have a much better day than the Washington franchise had as a whole 
by heading over to Bet Online, who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game, just a few days away now. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait. Take advantage of everything available for 2022. Bet online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now to wrap up this episode of the Locked On Washington Commanders Podcast. David Harrison going solo on Twitter at dharrison82. Find my co-host Chris Russell on Twitter at russellmania621. The show at LO Commanders. Chris Russell, one half of the Russell Metter Show on the Team 980 or on the Odyssey app. Find my writing of your Washington Commanders football team over at si.com slash Washington football. We're going to wrap this episode up with a post-senior bowl mock draft from Sports Illustrated. Uh, we came to you with a lot of mock or a lot of senior bowl information. Rather, you know, all my favorites, Christian Watson, Calvin Austin, the third guys like that. But let's I wanted to go through and see just how the senior bowl impacted the mock drafts and see what happens with the Washington commanders. And in this one, Zach Patra, again, of Sports Illustrated wrote, quote, at the senior bowl, there were some ups and downs from strong. It's evident that he has the NFL arm talent. The commanders need a franchise quarterback, and Strong could be just that for them, end quote. Of course, he's talking about Nevada quarterback Carson Strong going 11th overall to the Washington commanders to be the next franchise quarterback for the Burgundy and Gold. And I cannot tell you possibly how much more I disagree with this pick uh, at number 11, especially Carson Strong at number 11. Now, listen, if this was a second-round pick, if you're taking Carson Strong in the second round, then maybe I get on board with it. Honestly, I would rather take a guy like Carson Strong in the third round. I think you have a lot of uh, mental acuity. You have a lot of processing issues that you're going to have to work through with him. And I know that he's got the arm, and everybody sees the arm, and they think Josh Allen. They think he's got, he's got a cannon attached to his shoulder. So immediately, boom, everybody says Josh Allen. Here's the difference, guys. Josh Allen, a much better, better mental processor at college. Granted, he didn't have a whole lot of reads he had to go through. You see it watching the film. You see him making decisions they needed to make when he needed to make them. Accuracy was a little bit of an issue. Accuracy can be taught. Honestly, guys, like accuracy is a chemistry thing. It's a timing thing. That kind of stuff can be taught. It's not always taught and fixed, but it can be done. What you can't, where I get a little bit more concerned, especially about a quarterback prospect, is the mental side of things. Because a lot of that is psychological. A lot of that is usually nerves if they're late. It's hesitation. It's wanting to be 100% sure. We saw it with... Taylor Heineke throughout the 2021 NFL season. You would have a guy open, but he doesn't want to throw him open. He doesn't want to anticipate. He doesn't want to put the ball where the guy's going to be. He wants to see that the guy's actually going to be there before he releases the ball. The problem with that is it gives NFL defensive backs time to catch up to what you're doing, what you're trying to do. They get in the way, break up the pass, or it just sails because you're putting too much arm into it because you know you're late. That is what I see a lot of from Carson Strong. I'm not concerned about the arm talent. The arm talent is there. We knew it was there. We knew it was going to be there when we went to Mobile, and it absolutely was there. The mental processing, the decision-making, 
is what concerns me. It's going to continue to concern me. I'm not going to be in the interview rooms with the team. So the team decides in the interview process that he has the mindset that they want. And so be it. We'll cover him. We'll support him. We'll, we'll root for him to win because we want to talk about Washington commanders wins, not losses. For what it's worth, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, went eighth in this mock draft to the Atlanta Falcons. I really like that pick for the Atlanta Falcons. They've got Matt Ryan there, the veteran that they can still roll out there and start. Malik Willis reportedly has even told NFL teams himself, or he's basically being very open, that he knows he's not ready to be an NFL starter year one, that he needs time to learn. He needs time to grow into a system, into a scheme, into that position. So for a team to draft Malik Willis, especially in the first round, you need to have that veteran presence. The Atlanta Falcons have that. Granted, this pick, you know what I mean? You have the eighth overall pick. Like a guy like Traylon Burks would probably help out a little bit. A guy like Drake London would probably help out a little bit. The Falcons don't go that route in this mock draft. Instead, they take the quarterback of the future and they wait to add more weapons for Matt Ryan to use. In the meantime, later on in that draft, I assume, again, this is just a first-round mock, so you didn't go any further than that. Very next pick, ninth overall, the Denver Broncos select Kenny Pickett. Still, in my opinion, the most NFL-ready, the most starter-ready quarterback in this draft class, Kenny Pickett. It's kind of like the Mac Jones of, of, of last year's group. He's the guy that's most ready to come in, and you can kind of plug and play him into your system if he's the kind of quarterback that does the kind of things that you want him to do. So for the Denver Broncos, that makes more sense. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, like everybody's kind of anticipating that they might, you just resign two of your wide receivers. You go out there, you get Kenny Pickett with the ninth overall pick. You come back with your later picks. Maybe you get him some more help. They had a pretty good running back thing going there uh, towards the end of the regular season. So I like that pick for the Denver Broncos. Kenny Pickett, I think he's very high to what his ceiling is already. I don't think there's a whole lot more uh, for him. To, there's not a lot higher for him to go, but his floor, I think, is extremely high. And that's where he's basically going to come in leading a team uh, that needs a quarterback to come in and start right away. And then, of course, two picks later with the 11th overall pick, Zach Patra, again, in Sports Illustrated, has the Washington Commanders taking Carson Strong. And look, maybe somebody – I know there's people that write for, for SI.com covering the Washington Commanders who like Carson Strong a lot more than I do. Maybe I'm just being too hard on the kid. Maybe I'm just reading into it. I like him as a day-two option. Don't love him at number 11. And when you look at the board, Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas, is still on the board. Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback. Ahmad Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati is on the board. Nicobe Dean – the linebacker from Georgia is on the board. I would take any of those four guys in this position over Carson Strong, and I would do it gladly. Or if you really want to try to get that quarterback, you trade back. If you at least trade back, get some more picks in return. I don't know, guys. If you trade back to like 22 or so and you still grab Carson Strong, that's a little bit easier to stomach knowing you have the later uh, round picks that you added to the, to the hall. But going straight up number 11, Carson Strong, I can't wrap my head around it. If you guys have an opinion on it, please share it with me. Happy to hear what you have to say. That's going to wrap up this episode, guys, of the Locked on Commanders podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Come back tomorrow. Chris and I are going to wrap up the week. We're going to get into the big game, make some predictions, choose some winners. We're going to do all that now. Make your second listen to Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight. From Lee Sterling. If you have an opinion on Carson Strong that I'm missing, by all means, share it to me or share it with me. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82 or hit up the show at LO Commanders or send it in. Email it to lockedonwashingtoncommanders at gmail or call it in. Be part of the show by dialing 301 615 357. 
seven. Again, find Chris on Twitter at WrestleMania621. That's going to do it today. Commanders fans, thanks again for joining us right here. We are free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Until we meet again, please be kind to one another, be safe out there, and thank you for joining me right here at the Locked On Commanders Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.